Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, making the big move. Oh, thank God. You know, you have always been, Jordan, mm-hmm. I've known you, what, about 20 years? Yeah, give or take. Through that whole time, I've known you to be an incrementalist. Not and anymore, I'm always man. concerned. That's, Why isn't this guy just rolling the dice, that's taking the big old swings? Me. That's the old me. You're talking about the old Jordan. He's fucking dead. I shot him in his goddamn incremental head. I buried him in a shallow grave, and then I did a piss dance on that grave. I did a little pee-pee dance mm-hmm. on that motherfucker's shallow-ass pauper's grave. Uh, wow. Did this? Was there even a headstone or a wooden headstone? No, there was a pile of shit <laughs> okay. that came out of my ass. So was ass. the name inscribed in the shit that came out of your ass? Did you use a sticker? No, I'm not going to take the time. Right. To inscribe a name, what right. is that? This guy, he doesn't deserve that. I, he, he so you got just more put the dates. Deserved. You just put the dates and leave it at that. Well, and a Bible verse. His favorite, his favorite Bible <laughs> verse as well. <laughs> Good. But you don't have time for the fucking name. No. Yeah, I understand that. So, um, yeah. So for many years, you've been uh, you've been stepping up to the plate, facing the shift, and uh, bunting down the third base line. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now you're taking cuts. You're gonna you're gonna hit it into their teeth and uh, make some big moves. That's me. What are the big moves that we're talking about, Jordan? Well, Jesse, uh, I am next month attending uh, th- attending a wedding. That's not the big move. Okay. Th- but you know, I guess it's kind of a big move in that you know it's it's a it's a it's a big event that yeah it's a new time you know it's a it's a, it's a dawning of a of a new era sure uh, and you're inaugurating it by drinking champagne with a bridesmaid yeah I mean that's the yeah that's that's the goal that's the uh, that's the plan so this wedding is uh, it is in it is in the Cape Cod area. Oh, um, so we're you talking about Cape Cod Islands, Orleans, Massachusetts. Sure. Do you know anything about that? Uh, yeah, I think that's that thing where you eat the egg. But um, is that correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I think it's that thing where you eat the egg. I think you think about oh, breakfast. That's or that's Orleans, <laughs> Massachusetts. Oh, right. Yes. Yeah. So anyway, so what's happening here is I'm flying into Boston. I'm going to stay in Boston for a little bit, enjoy some some Boston vibes. Yeah, throw some batteries at the Yankees. Throw some batteries at the Yankees. Um, ideally, go into restaurants that only play Dropkick Murphys. Right. <laughs> We're real Boston experts. Exactly. <laughs> I think here are three things. <laughs> since that since that time, since that time that we played a show in Boston, a live show where there was a big picture window behind the audience that right. was out on the street and a guy in a Tom Brady jersey wandered up, stared at us for uh, a little I'll, while Celtic, and then Celtics jersey. Jesse. Oh, Celtics jersey. Thank you. So sorry. Uh, wandered up to the window, stared at us for a while, then flipped us off and left. Yeah. We've just decided that whatever we assume Boston to be is probably true. So, so the, but the thing is I need to get, eventually I need to get from Boston to Orleans, Massachusetts in the Cape Cod area. I'm like, well, I'll just rent a car. Sure. But I don't know if you know this, but 
rental cars are scarce these days, and the cars they do have, people are jacking up those prices. Oh, gee whiz. Yeah. So I mean, I would love it if they were jacking up the cars. That'd be fun. Yeah. Off-roading? Yeah. Or jacking off the cars. <laughs> well, I mean, it's a rental car. You got to use it. Yeah. <laughs> you have to. You don't got to worry about your fucking lease. You know, yeah. that's the problem with my car. You got to worry about returning it afterwards. Mm-hmm. Can't repaint the inside if you know what I'm talking about, Jordan. I don't. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, okay. So, but here's my problems. I need to get from, from A to B, but I don't, yeah. I didn't. I didn't account for this rental car shortage or these jacked up prices. Right. So supply chain, land-based transportation, vacationing at home, etc. So I emailed my friend who's who's uh, I texted my friend who's getting married. I'm like, "Hey, I'm having this problem. You you know, what do you what do you suggest?" And she's like, "Well, there's this app people are using. It is called Turo. Hmm. It is a, a Airbnb but for cars. Their uh their logo looks like a uh a penis with a condom on it. Right. Which I love because you know there's nothing I'm more passionate about than safe sex. Yeah. And so I go to Turo.com. You're known as the TLC of podcasting. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, and hey, this is a no scrub zone, right? We can all agree. <laughs> no Thank scrubs. You. No scrubs, please. We've had we've had over 700 guests on this show. Not one of them has been a scrub. And I am yeah. fucking proud of that. Zero scrubs. No love. From me, hanging at the passenger side. You know the rest. Yeah. So I go on Turo.com, mm-hmm. and, the, and, it, and I have not used this service yet. I've booked the car. I haven't used it, so I, I don't know how this is going to go. So this isn't an official endorsement. But as I'm going, I'm like, these prices are great compared to the rental car prices I just saw. These are amazing prices. Plus, you can rent a six-year-old Infinity, in my experience. Well, here's, what's, here's what happened is that it immediately starts out Teslas. You get fucking two pages of Teslas. After the Teslas, BMWs. And uh, like by page five, you've gotten to the Lambos. So like they their thing is like, hey, you're gonna fucking sit in somebody else's car, sit in somebody else's, you know, fucking cool ass car. Right. So but get, you're looking for something jacked up. I mean, so, you're looking for you are hoping to find a Kia Sorento on 26s. So, I mean, but here's kind of my thinking is like, okay, yeah, like I'm rolling up to this wedding. You know, I'm not, I don't know a ton of people there, but I'm like, you want to, and you go, you go, if you roll up in something nice, you're going to turn heads. Yeah. You want to make an impact because otherwise, you know, you're going to end up uh, sipping your champagne with a, you know, a, a dog. A, <laughs> I was about to say a dog. I too was about to say yeah. a dog. Jinx. I was trying to think of why the dog came to the wedding so I could explain it's it. It's one of those things where it's the ring bear, you know, like God. if they don't have kids. Thanks, Jordan. So I'm like, okay, two pages of Teslas, three pages of BMWs. Mm-hmm. I just went ahead and got my car, but in gray. <laughs> a Prius C. Uh-huh. It's a couple it's a years compact. older than mine. It's I'm right. 2015. This is a 2013. So I just went yeah. ahead and got my car, but in gray. Right. And I think it's. I think I'm going to be a whole new man in that gray, slightly older Prius C. Yeah, sure. Well, I mean, for one thing, if it gets dirty, you won't notice as much because that, that's a gray car. There you go. Yeah. You can maybe ding it up a little bit. You know what? You're driving on a gray road. Maybe you're doing some chameleon shit. 
Hell yeah. <laughs> like, Eating bugs and whatnot. Oh, uh, sure. Turn turning my eyes two different directions. What are we talking about? <laughs> I don't remember. Should we introduce our guest on the show? Yeah, I'd love to. Our guest on the program is an Emmy Award winner. He is one of the hosts of Take Line from Crooked Media. He has his own new, probably future Emmy Award winning YouTube show, All Caps NBA. He's a Twitter celebrity, and he apparently lived at our residential college briefly while we were RAs there, while he was not a student at UC Santa Cruz, Jason Concepcion. Hi, Jason. Uh, it's delightful to be here, uh, mm -hmm. to see you both, especially Jesse, um, before you are consigned to that unmarked, except for Jordan's poop, and maybe a date yeah. grave. Mm -hmm. uh, it's It's... Absolutely a delight to be here. Hey, what, what's Jason, that? take care. You may be the next one to end I, up I in know. a shallow grave. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hopefully marked, hopefully some sort of identifying uh, markings on, on the top of that grave. Jordan, I just- Welcome to the- I beg you. Welcome to the program, Jason. Welcome. Thank you for we having me. We already, look, I know what you're thinking, America. Mm. Is this show just going to be two hours of Jesse, Jordan, and Jason- Triple J. Listing the names of things they remember from Santa Cruz. And the good news is, no, because we already <laughs> spent two hours listing the names of things <laughs> in, from Santa already. Cruz. And so now we can move on to a more universally relatable topic, right. like things we go to sometimes in Pasadena. <laughs> I went to Pienberger, by the way. It was great. I took Elliot Kalin. Uh, Jason, uh, yeah. I know a little gauche to talk about... Um, you know, I know some people are watching this via live stream. Most people ingesting this via audio. Um, but I need mm -hmm. to ask you about the sword behind you. Sure. There it is. Yeah, I want to. That's I'm glad, Jason. I just I want to set the context. Jason is a Jason is a media professional. So he's, right. he's got a backlight, a key light. It's ready. This guy has full three point lighting. He's got one of those special bookshelves set that's up right. behind him so that he can show off what books he likes. Sure. That's um, correct. And then right behind his head is his gorgeous, is a real Emmy that he really won and a sword. That's that's right. So it's an Emmy and a sword up there. That's right. The sword is a replica sword, uh, a Game of Thrones sword. It is Oathkeeper, the Valerian steel sword that was melted down from the Stark family sword, Ice, one of the two swords that was uh, melted down in that way, uh, ended up in the possession of uh, Brienne of Tarth for a while what, now this is my main question about yeah. this sword i wasn't going to ask you about the whole fucking lineage of this well, fucking I, yeah. sword okay jason okay. i just wanted I to like, I liked, listen, anyway. jason i liked hearing the lineage i okay. listened to well, your podcast binge mode thank which, you which is all lineages so that's a so that's a 50 so that i you know i've got a 50 percent approval rating and i'll take that i think that's pretty good uh, are we doing a comedy age. podcast or are we doing ancestry.com jason I mean, is that is is that sword. a trick question? I think we are doing. I'm not because of the mics. I know that it's a podcast. Um, yeah, we we are. We I should say <laughs> he's got you there. We are Jesse. a production of we are a production of Ancestry. <laughs> the Pasadena office. So this is my question, Jason. It's not what the lineage of the sword is, right? It's it's that you that it's in what can only be described as a sword mount. It is in a sword on your mount. wall. Yeah. 
So did you mount that sword yourself, Jason? I did. I really, I did. Yeah, it's a quite a simple, uh, simple affair. You just got some drywall screws and mm-hmm. uh, some sword mounts that I got off Amazon. Thank you, Jeff Bezos. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Anything I can do in any small way to send you to space, I'm, I'm happy to do that. Uh, and You're then welcome, I, Jason. Thank you. I loved space. Jeff, it's great. Uh, thank you. Uh, later, we're taping right now, but thank you. And I'll... <laughs> Uh, and then I hung it up there. Cool. Yeah, I mean, it's it's really an it's really an impressive display, um, and I, I'm I'm grateful to have it. Uh, I I will say, um, Jordan's cat Bug is with Jordan. That's mm-hmm. better than any sword. And it's yeah, I mean, it's a living creature. I will say that I am. It's a I, sword you can hug. <laughs> yeah, I am. <laughs> Jesse, I am fascinated by. The uh, the painting of a what appears to be a, a snail descending from the sky onto uh, red trees. Um, yeah, that's a fair. Dis- well, it's a sun snail. The snail has the sun within it, ah. and then there's another sa- sa- snail on the ground that has uh, the night within it. It's a day snail and a night snail. Oh, I see. And this is a. Uh, that's a metaphor for, I guess, the the day night cycle or something, or just like doing a lot of acid. Yeah. Jason, <laughs> Jason, the early Jason, 70s. yes. Jesse's a Scientologist. Don't bring it up. This okay. is the day snail and the night snail. It's okay. some Scientology okay, shit. Just, just don't just, keep just it. Don't. Hold on. He can. He's watching me right now. So I'm just gonna yeah. pretend that no, my whispering. mic got muted or something, and then I'm trying to figure out my audio. He doesn't look like he guys, suspects I anything. Can't, you guys, I can't hear you. Okay. I can't Hold on, hear you. Jason I got is it, pretending you... his mic got muted. I can't hear you. It's damn it. If, he I start, think he, if you I, get him started on the I day snail and the night snail, it's just going to turn into thetans I and think he... suppressive persons, and and then I mean, then we're going to lose all our listeners. I, I just... Guys, we cannot we cannot talk too much about the day snail and the night snail because uh, our producer Brian is pregnant. Oh. <laughs> What is and the what is the to... what is the and what is the causality there that makes it so that we can't. Uh, because can't... it would imprint, it would imprint bad. What are they called, Jordan? Come on, help me out here. Oh, it's like Baby <laughs> Einstein, but bad. Like where? Yeah, you, yeah. yeah okay. <laughs> yes, like Baby Einstein. Okay, but I got it. The main. All right, I got it thing. now. Okay, I got it. Right. When they pitched Baby Einstein, I... they pitched it as reverse Scientology. Right. Okay. I got it. <laughs> now, Jason. Now you did. You did. Were nice enough to explain to us which swords were melted down to make your sword. That's so. Right. Which weapons were melted down to make your Emmy? Oh wow! Yeah. Uh, the the hopes and dreams of many sports media professionals uh, were mm-hmm. melted down to create uh, this delightful trophy that I, uh, you know, relish looking at every day. No, I, it's you know they just they, they these things come off the back of a truck. You'd be surprised. <laughs> I mean, it's like really, it's it's <laughs> it, it was a fantastic thing to win, and it's great because uh, you know um, as a person trying to make uh, my way in this industry it make people look at you like a real person now right but at the same time like legitimately these just come off a truck like there's just a lot of them you you pay them like whatever the entrance fee is $250 to just to even uh, have your name submitted to your, your work submitted as an Emmy it's like a whole, it's a factory yeah. Did you get it? Was there like a ceremony? Did you? Uh, I, I, Jordan I'm is just shaken curious by to know this. The... Jordan is shaken by this. I didn't. I. It's, I. I've encountered this before, where people have deep emotional 
uh, ties and their their kind of like emotional well being and state is is dependent on not knowing the truth about how the Emmys are given out. And I didn't want this to happen like this. I might um, snap. I might snap. <laughs> I can see how uh, Jason. Two words: shallow grave. <laughs> Damn it. Um, oh, I I am just kind of genuine, mm-hmm. genuinely curious about the getting of this Emmy. So yes. it, it, it wasn't during like a televised ceremony. So how did you get it? How did you figure, how did oh, you it, learn that you won? So it was, it was streamed. It was streamed live. Um, and Jason, I, I'm sorry to interrupt you. Yeah. I just want the audience to know that what sounds like an ice cream truck passing by my window is indeed an ice cream truck passing by my window. I just didn't it want is, people uh, freaking out. And just You're also, on, Jason. It is 8.30 p.m., like that's I mean <laughs> if you were in my neighborhood and you saw the number <laughs> the number of uh, of chunky little eight-year-olds wandering around at 945 yeah. at night where is the is ice cream where is it I need, I need something that looks like it's gonna be Sonic the Hedgehog on the wrapper but when you open it, it looks nothing like Sonic the Hedgehog <laughs> yeah you know, it looks like a melted SpongeBob it's Sunday it's Sunday nearly nine o'clock my child needs ice cream off a truck right now. <laughs> I mean, this this ice cream truck, I can see it out my window. It's it's trying to lock down. It's literally outside my house, like, come get some fucking ice cream. Do you need to leave? Jesse, do you need to leave? I mean, immediately outside my house. It's got lights on. It's playing the song. The window's open. It is like it pulled up in front of my house to, to deliver a package. Do you think it's like an uncut gems? type situation where this guy he's just gotta he's gotta make his nut tonight yeah like he's gotta <laughs> sell this ice cream tonight yeah i mean i think it's probably more of a glenn gary glenn ross situation where he <laughs> finally got the fucking good leads right because right. Yeah. he knows right, that right, right, in right. almost any situation <laughs> if i hear that song i'm fucking buying an it's it like there's no right. in between for me i'm jumping out a window jumping through a window to get that it's it but <laughs> Hey, Jesse, Spongebob's with gum eyes are for closers. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Jason. Where did you get this Emmy? Yeah, how'd you get this Emmy? Yeah. Uh, how did, okay, so I, the the, um, the event was in New York City. Uh, I went with uh, my co- the co-creator of NBA Desktop, Jason Gallagher, who currently works with me on All Caps NBA. And we went to, we went to the event. We had an inkling that, that uh, that maybe we were in good shape because um, we fucked up the ticket getting situation somehow. And so we went to check in. We actually didn't have tickets that we thought we had. But then like a, a seriousness, like some com- there was some computer typing and some seriousness came over the person's kind of like face. And they said, we're going to figure out a way to get you guys seated. Uh, so yes. then I started to think, ooh. Maybe we're all right. Maybe we're in good shape. And that was the first kind of, uh, uh, of hint that maybe we, we could win it. And then when we won it, it was amazing. Uh, Scott Van Pelt handed us the Emmy. We made a short speech, walked off stage. Somebody immediately took it back because there's two Emmys that just kind of recycle out on the stage and they just keep going like this. And, really? Yeah. That's interesting. And, uh, and they give you yours backstage. You get one to take home and then the other ones for like the core group they would mail they mail to us so you could have like you got an emmy that like an hour earlier sandra O got yes yes it was all everyone had touched 
that Emmy. And then we went to go take pictures. DeAndre Hopkins was there. Uh, we went to go take pictures with this Emmy. And, you know, the, uh, the f- photographer was like, has been through it with this Emmy pro like this guy has been in the trenches. And so I go to yeah. hold up the Emmy in this kind of like, you know, picture of triumph. And he goes, no, 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 put it down. Hold it chest level. Don't ever show the bottom of the Emmy. Never. And I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, whoa, all right. Chest level Jeez. only. Only Jason, listen, I haven't even won one, and even I know I not know. to show the bottom of it. It was Emmy. embarrassing. Come on, for fucking me. amateur hour. I know that was like, you know, act like you've been there before, and clearly we had not. Uh, that was yeah. that was tough to live down for a long time. I looked at the bottom of the Emmy one time, but I had already lashed myself to the mast <laughs> of my ship, right. right? Um, so it was fine. Did he explain why, or do you to this day not know why you should? Uh, the madness, the yeah, Emmy. the madness that comes over a person apparently upon gazing at the bottom of the Emmy is uh, is powerful and perhaps irrevocable. Now Jesse uh, luckily has returned to us, although his right. taste in art uh, bespeaks perhaps a, a trace of the madness yet remains. Um, <laughs> I was forever changed. Yes. There's no doubt. Uh, all of a sudden he's like cares about snails and there's this whole day-night mm-hmm. snail thing that's No one yet. comes all the way back from seeing uh, But it is it is that if, you know, you you the it, a, a powerful powerful madness. I would say that the bottom of the Emmy is the salvia of award bottoms. Right. It's like looking into Cthulhu's eye. <laughs> you get to... Yeah. Um, Jason, I have a Game of Thrones question for you. Uh-oh. Okay. Uh, so, yeah. So, you so you know a shit ton about Game of Thrones. I do, I'm, I'm out of practice right now, but yes. I, I, I'm a fan of it. Uh, this is not going to be a trivia thing. So, where are we... Oh, in wow. the world of Game of Thrones fandom, because I, I, Great you know, I, I know that like the people felt very strongly about that finale. It did. Uh, do you think there can be successful Game of Thrones shit now, or or are 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 people yeah. is there too many just raw feelings around it? Like, is it something that people are really excited about, like the Avatar sequels? Yeah, or is it something <laughs> that people are kind of over? Well, I know that. I wake up every day, uh, and it is a ch- you know, and when I log on, it is a chore to, to kind of like dig past the fervor that Avatar fans have, and that they put out on the internet right. at a, on a daily, almost hourly basis, saying, you know, James Cameron, yeah. where and when is am I going to find yeah. out? I got to see the get out of your fucking yes. submarine and into yeah. my local movie. Hurry theater. up! What's going on with the Navi? Where are we with that? Is Jake's legs? Is mm-hmm. that like you know? Is that okay now? Uh, anyway, which white guy was the star right. of your movie? We can't quite remember. Who is the seed bear? What of the mighty Akron? <laughs> Pepper? Is that right? Barry Pepper? Jesse, stop trying to shove your Battlefield Earth propaganda <laughs> into this show. <laughs> <laughs> this is not a Scientology program as much as you want it to be. Um, so where we are, I think I think where we are is uh, I think fans will come back. Um, but I I do think it would have been a lot easier had they, uh, quote unquote, stick the landing. Sure. Um, yeah. Because, you know, we live in an era of IP, of interconnected stories all told under this kind of a vast corporate umbrella. Um, and in order to keep people 
uh, inside the amusement park, you kind of have to give them a little bit of what they want. And I think that, uh, you know, the popular consensus is around that, uh, the finale in that final season is people did not get what they want. They were confused, I think, by what they got. Uh, and it felt as if it was given short shrift. And so there, I think, you know, f- it's fair to say there will be some trust that needs to be rewon. Right. But I think the f- I think fans will come back. When you say people did not get what they wanted, mm-hmm. you don't necessarily mean narratively no, like no, no, in no. terms of who who sat on the throne. They wanted the show to continue to not suck and then all of a sudden it kind of sucked. Right. They wanted not like right. totally, just like kind of. Uh, they were like, wow, this show is awesome for a long time. And then towards the end, they were like, wait a minute, does it kind of suck now? Not totally. I mean, what is the, not th- totally. the thing that got people hooked on Game of Thrones, right? Was not it was not the, the fantasy setting. It was not necessarily the kind of like politicking and and maneuvering for power. It was it was the shocks which came naturally up from the story. These these kind of big Game of Thrones moments where you just can't I, I didn't see that coming. I can't believe that happened. Wow. Um so when you when I say didn't get what they want, I think they didn't get that. They didn't get some kind of real. Uh, they didn't get some kind of real like gut punch type of uh, of ending from that series. Um, and they all ended up, I think, yeah. kind of moving from Game of Thrones to more like This Is Us, <laughs> right? Where you get those twists. Yeah. I was yeah. thinking about it the other day and like, like I mean, I, I also was not super nuts about the ending or the last bit of it, but I was I'm like, that show was pretty good for a while. Like, that was a real good show. Like, and <laughs> yeah, I also understand fucking... like, rule. And I understand, it, it, was, like, it was incredible for, a, for six and a half seasons and then very good for the seventh season and then it kind of fell off from there, but it was an incredible show. Yeah, and I like yeah, I understand if you're like owned. you know oh I you know the the violence you know I didn't like the violence or some of the like politics of it like got to me or I didn't I, you know I didn't like how it treated certain characters yeah. I'm like yeah I, I like get that but I think there's this feeling now that if you mention it, it's like fuck that sh- shitty show I'm like that show was real good for a while like well, <laughs> it was totally awesome <laughs> I, I think that what we're you know what we're talking about is really in a, in a sense a great problem to have in a weird way, you know, because yeah. like we, again, there's, there's so much fucking TV out there, guys. Like there is so much TV and so yeah. many channels. There's the, channels now that I've never heard of. Jason, did you know that the game show network will just play four hours of family feud starting at eight thirty PM? I'm finding this out now, <laughs> but I'm not surprised by it. Yeah. And, and, and here's the yeah. thing is you have to watch all of it or you can't go to sleep. <laughs> Jordan, aren't you tired? Aren't you tired of fucking prestige television about male antiheroes? Like four hours of uh, family. Yes, Steve Harvey, the ultimate, the ultimate, <laughs> the ultimate difficult, a difficult man. Yeah, yeah, a difficult because he's always looking into the barrel of the camera. Like, what are these people up to? <laughs> like, <laughs> you can't make this stuff up. Listen, don't look him in the eye backstage. That's all I know. That's true. That's all yeah. I know about Steve. He's got to prepare. That's the dude the gives thing. a fucking amazing performance. Let him prepare how cr- he wants to prepare. Thank you. Steve needs to comb out the stash and brush the choppers. Yeah. Make sure his purple shirt doesn't have lint on it. <laughs> all of which is to say 
the thing that Game of Thrones did, and what I mean by a good problem to have is that audience fucking cared. They cared so much sure. that they're yeah. still mad about it years You're later. Right. Like if you bring it up now, uh, you know, there's every showrunner slash writer slash producer in Hollywood would would absolutely kill someone, bury them in a shallow, unmarked grave and take a poop on top of it if at the end of that process they could create mm-hmm. a show that people cared about that much. You're right. Right. I mean, it's not like, look, The Wire is the greatest television show of all time. And I'm not going to sit here and tell you (laughs) that I was riveted by the part about the newspaper. (laughs) There's a whole fucking part about the newspaper. The the newspaper was rough. Yeah. The newspaper sunk. Everything else is great. Game of Thrones fucking owned for a long time. And then it was fine. You know, I didn't I didn't hate it. Just not as good as it was before. Yeah. Jason. Mm-hmm. I have so- I have something for you here now. Jordan is not a big sports fan, but it okay. is it's the Olympics right now. I've actually been right. watching a fair amount of Olympics. I've been having a yeah. good time with oh. it. Oh, yeah. what's your top What's your top Olympics so far? I've been watching some swimming. Um, mm-hmm. That's been a ton of fun. Uh, we got a gold in that. Yeah. What is there? I mean, there's various strokes. So can we be a little? Yeah. You know, can we be specific about it? Jason, Not to be pedantic. Also, can you be specific about what you mean when you say we? Are you referring to the Verdugo Aquatic Center? <laughs> yes, yeah. Me and the gang down at the Verdugo Aquatic Facility. Splash Pad now open, by the way, if you don't want to come back Ooh, to the Splash that's Pad. that's nice. Yeah. Um, I mean, we is in the American we. I, I consider right. myself part of the team because I live in their country. Um, I love a relay, but I I mm. love the elegance of the backstroke, especially uh-huh. watching watching the flip turn and the push off the wall from the backstroke. I, is is beautiful and it's like I, I I like to swim for fitness and I'm like I I you know I wish I could I wish I could be a, a, a 25th this elegant it's it's amazing it's beautiful when they jump into the water in the in the Olympics swimming yeah and they do that dolphin part yeah, right that's amazing right sometimes they'll go half the pool they can go half the pool like that it's a it's it's amazing to me that they can do regular swim yeah so good crawl you know like you did do down at the y yeah but then they can open with this fucking dolphin shit yeah and then just seamlessly you're like how do they switch into ymca swimming um but yeah and i watched a little skateboarding i watched a little kayaking today kayaking was on it was like kind of cool anyway can you tell jordan you as a former action sports journalist yes Mm mm-hmm can you tell the difference between a good skateboard trick and a not good skateboard trick? Kind of. Mm-hmm. Sort of. <laughs> That's like, to me, I watched the skateboarding for a while myself. And I like, there was a part where Tony Hawk was uh, sitting on a patio talking to Brian Gumble or whatever. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I was just thinking, man, Tony Hawk sure seems like a good guy. He does. Uh, but... Um, I was watching the one, the type of skateboarding where instead of doing a whole skateboard routine, they just do one skateboard trick on a stairway. Yeah. And truly that just looks like, like to me, like if, if Chris Fairbanks was here, he could tell us all the different Ollie flip-flops. But to me, they all just look like that one guy in a park on the stairs just falling over and over. <laughs> Like, you know how you just are going through a park and there's just one, there's just one like 17 year old dude just over and over falling off the stairs yeah. with a skateboard uh, or without, you know, but uh, in this case with, and, and you're just like, wow, skateboarding 
is a wild hobby because all you do is fall off these stairs. And then that's what the Olympic guys look like to me. Like they just look like a guy falling off the stairs. Yeah, that's him. That guy you were seeing, he went to the Olympics. Oh, <laughs> yeah. thank Jason, you. Jason, how, how much keeping up with it are you, are you doing? I, I've been checking in with it. I've got it up on the other screen right now. I'm watching uh, women's skateboarding at the moment. And But, you know, uh, the Olympics, it's, it's a weird, it's a strange thing. Number one, uh, it's wild that we're even having it. It was pushed back a year. And, of course, sure. uh, COVID is an issue. The Delta variant uh, exploding across the world. Uh, 80, some 80% of Japanese people polled don't want the Olympics to take place. But, of course, you have to because contracts have been signed, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, there are no fans in the in the place, uh, so it's and it's and for me on top of that, this is too many events. There's too many events, folks. Mm-hmm. Why do we have like skateboarding? I respect it. I love it. They've got the X Games. I don't know that we need to bring them in here. And I, I skateboarders gonna be mad at me, but like. Isn't it supposed to be a countercultural thing anyway? Like, isn't it like, aren't you kind of selling out when you go to the Olympics? But I mean, Jason, other Olympic sports are countercultural. What about biathlon? Uh, Do you think mainstream boomer types are cross-country skiing and then shooting rifles at a target? Actually, yes. At at this point in time. I think some of them, yes. If I had to really (laughs) think about the fan base of it, maybe not mainstream boomer types, but like the boomer types who maybe made like one, two million on the stock market and then are like, I I think that the world's going to end. I'm going to start stockpiling rice. I think those type of people maybe would be into it. But like equestrian dressage, like, yeah, aren't the shouldn't the horses get the medal? Thank you know you. what I mean? Like, <laughs> give a medal to the horse. It'd be cute. And you'd have to make an extra big ribbon to fit around their big old horse necks. Horses are the real heroes. I like, I'm, I'm going to disagree with you here, Jason. Okay. I like, while it is not fair and it diminishes the efforts of actual superstar athletes right. who have dedicated their lives to something. Mm-hmm. I do kind of like that the Olympics still has some sports that are like uh, dominated by billionaires from the United Arab Emirates who right. have nothing better to do. Right. Michael Bloomberg's like, daughter is like a top five <laughs> sure. athlete yes. in this sport. Dress- dressageist. <laughs> right. I, I support that. And I also like the variety of sports. I mean, like I'm my favorite sport is baseball. And because the games are in Japan, they have they have baseball in the Olympics this year. Japan's a big baseball country. Mm-hmm. And what I like about that is there are some countries like Cuba um, and uh, Japan that are sending m- most of their best professional players. But because the Major League Baseball season is in is in full swing right now, Major League Baseball is not sending any Major League Baseball players. Only guys who like got cut a month ago <laughs> and like just bailed on getting re-signed. Like there's a guy called Scott Casimir who's like, oh, yeah, he's like 38. And they were like, do you want to be in the Olympics? And he was like, uh, well, I just got cut. Sure. I, I guess I could. And I support that for the, for primarily for this reason, which is, you know, Canada has a team in the Olympics and Canada does not have that many great, baseball players wow uh, joey Votto is from canada okay. larry walker was from canada there there have been some but but not a ton you can't put together a whole canadian baseball team just of really 
like a good professional baseball player. What do you think it is? Is it the snow blindness? Yeah, I think it's the snow blindness. <laughs> Plus, I mean, when you're in when you're in a frozen state like Canada, most people are focused on biathlon. Um, <laughs> it's just it's very reasonable. Um, but because of this, if you make it onto the sort of like how sometimes like the French basketball team will have like a forty year old guy on it, sure, um, who's just been playing in the French professional league for the last twenty seven mm-hmm. years since he was thirteen. Um, there will be those players on like the Canadian or the Dutch baseball team. And this prolonged the competitive career of Canadian second baseman Stubby Clapp uh, by like six years. So just there was a lot like he was on the Cardinals for a little bit. And then there was just a golden age of Stubby Clapp playing second base <laughs> for the Canadian <laughs> national team thereafter. And anything that keeps Stubby Clap in our international conversation is something that I support. If look, if if the Netherlands Antilles or whatever has a team and Sicknarf Loopstock plays on it, minor league (laughs) minor league baseball legend Sicknarf Loopstock, I'm I'm all I'm all for it. I love it. Another just a real quick, Jesse, and I think you have something prepared here, but I just want to make another brief observation about the Olympic skateboarding. Yeah, Did anybody you. notice the music? Mm-hmm. The music I would characterize as Tom Waits Insanity Circus music. It was like <laughs> there was no Tom Waits singing, but it was just like it was I was like, this is crazy. I yeah. listen, I'm I'm not up on the latest music, but I. In my previous career as an action sports journalist, I went to uh, hundreds of skateboarding events. I know the soundtrack. You alternate between Mm -hmm. Ozo Motley and Operation Ivy. You don't? Yeah. That's (laughs) just back and forth and back and forth. That is all they want to hear. That's fine with me. That's a fucking great night out. Where did this music come from? It was so crazy. It is like what plays in a clown-themed haunted house. (laughs) <laughs> like if you went to Not Scary Farm and there was a clown haunted house, it would just be it was so crazy. I like that in sports now, because I noticed this both in skateboarding and this was a big thing in, in Major League Baseball's All-Star Weekend during the uh, Home Run Derby. Pete yeah. Alonzo, who won the Home Run Derby, was doing this. I like that there will be music playing in the venue, crowd cheering, coaches exhorting, blah, 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 blah. But then the professional athlete just has his earbuds on yeah, and is kind of like, doing a little dance to his own yeah. music that only he can hear. <laughs> and there was a lot of that in the skateboarding competition. Like all those guys, like this create, like the Tom Waits music is playing, but like they have their little earbuds on and they're alternating between Ozo Motley and Op Ivy. I, I have something. I'm glad that you brought up the number of sports in the Olympics, Jason, because uh, that's actually the subject of this quiz. So. For many years in the Olympics, and this is no longer the case, but for many years in the Olympics, there was what's called demonstration sports. So uh, these are sports that were kind of auditioning to be in the Olympics. What do you think? (laughs) Pretty good, right? Olympic level. Yeah. What do you think about this Portuguese pelota that we're playing here or whatever, right? And um, that is no longer the case. Now you're kind of in or out, although there is a separate sumo tournament at the Japan Olympics this year. 
Um, but uh, in general, you're in and out. But but for many years, many sports tried out to be in the Olympics. And so I have this quiz, and I thought, Jason, you might you might go first since, sure. since you're a sports fan. Sure. Uh, this quiz is which of these is a real Olympic demonstration sport? Okay. Which of these is a real – so I've made up some, and one is real. Uh, Brian, play my theme music. Which of these is real? Games. Oh, so Lee. Okay. So, um, put out a cigarette on a ghost. What? How is this supposed to pump me up? So, Jason, yeah. this this quiz is which of these is a real okay. Olympic demonstration sport? Okay. Roller derby. Okay. Fly fishing. Sack hacking. Swedish flort goss. Mixed corf ball. Lego ninjago. Mm-hmm. Sail gliding. Trail dancing. Women's noodling. Boil lancing, salty dogging, curbside recycling, gumball rally, tasteful combat, <laughs> CISO, quibby, fog dog, cushing, beef boys, bean busters, butter buddies, wing dings, mm. yurt wrangling, Philly cheesesteak. Dwarf golfing or ladies' fancy farts. So, if you want, I can read those for you again. I don't know if you caught all of them. Uh, they then. went. Uh, they went by in a blur. Um, yeah. So the first one is roller derby, then fly fishing, yeah. sack hacking, Swedish flort goss, mixed corf ball, yeah. Lego mm-hmm. Ninjago, mm-hmm. sail gliding, trail it's, dancing. Is it sail gliding? It's sail gliding. Boil lancing, salty dogging, curbside recycling. I just want to get you all these okay. options mm-hmm. here. Gumball rally, tasteful combat, CISO, quibby, fog dog, cushing, beef boys, bean busters, butter buddies, Wingdings, yurt mm-hmm. wrangling, Philly cheesesteak, dwarf golfing, ladies' fancy farts. And just as a point of clarification, mm-hmm. when I say dwarf golfing, that's golfing from your knees. Right. Okay. Yes. I thought that's what it was, but I was, uh, I haven't right. seen it in a while. Um, it's called dwarf golfing. Yeah. Um, I, th- I think it's going to be sail gliding, but I'm not sure. I think it also might be Cushing. Wingdings, I'm sure it's not because that's a, right. f- that's that's a, a font. That's a typeface. Right. And then, yeah. uh, and then just because, you know, like, I, you know, uh, through bullshitting through uh, school tests, you can always, uh, I can suss out a pattern. So when it went, when we went to the mm-hmm. BB names, mm-hmm. I know that at least a lot of those are fake. So I'm going to go with uh, <laughs> sail gliding. Is it sail gliding? Is it sail gliding? Unfortunately, you're incorrect. Mm-hmm. And the game now passes to Jordan. Jordan, I'll let you know what the choices are. 
That's great. roller derby. Remember, the game is yep. which of these is a real Olympic demonstration yep. sport? Don't say sail gliding. <laughs> that's the, so I'll, you, I'll say, just I'm take not, it out. I was, I was going to actually. I think that's the okay. Yeah, don't guess, say so. that. I'm going to leave it in just in case you decide to go okay. with it, Jordan. And so I won't. your choices are roller derby, fly fishing, sack hacking, Swedish flort goss, mm-hmm. mixed corf mm-hmm. ball. Lego Ninjago, sail gliding, trail dancing, women's noodling, boil lancing, salty dogging, curbside recycling, gumball rally, tasteful combat, CISO, Quibby, fog dog, Cushing, mm-hmm. beef boys, mm-hmm. bean busters, butter buddies, wing dings, yurt wrangling, Philly cheese steak, dwarf golfing, or ladies fancy farts. Uh... Sack hacking? Incorrect. Oh, Unfortunately, you both lose. No. Unfortunately, you both lose, but thanks for playing oh, the game. Can't wait I'll to play be again staring next down week. the camera and making a face that says, where do they get these people? <laughs> uh, thanks for playing, Jason and Jordan. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jessica. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Now, look, this is Jordan Jesse Go. So you already know that we're brought to you by you, the members of Maximum Fun, the good people who have gone to MaximumFun.org slash join. So we thank every single one of you. We're also this week brought to you by the folks at Made In. Uh, Made In make professional quality cookware, kitchenware, tableware, and they sell it to you at what are basically wholesale prices. And Jordan, the other day, this is true, the other day I was hanging out watching America's Test Kitchen with my kid. Not to brag. This is just kind of the kind of shit we're up to at my house. Right. She says to me, I want to make this perfect fried egg they're talking about on America's Test Kitchen. Now, the secret, of course, is medium heat and you have to cover it so that the top cooks as well as the bottom. The steam cooks the top. You get crispy edges. And I said, you know what? I'm going to get my carbon steel pan and cook it up in that thing. You know why? That thing's seasoned to perfection, and that egg slid right the fuck off. There you go. That's what we, that's what we like to hear. <sighs> Slip and slide. I also love my made-in pan. This, this stuff is really terrific. Uh, they source the finest materials and partner with renowned craftsmen to make premium kitchen tools available directly to you Without that mark, oh, I hate markups, and this is no markup. Yeah, I hate all. I hate HTML markup. That's how much I hate markups. Um, and it's not just pans. I mean, we're looking at knives. We're looking at wine glasses. We're looking at. I mean, they have beautiful table stuff, plates. They got there, and and right now, made in offering our listeners fifteen percent off your first order with promo code JJGo. The best discount available anywhere online for made in products. Yeah, I, it's it's really terrific stuff. I, I recommend if you need a if you need a refresh on your kitchen materials or, or you just want something to make cooking a little bit more fun, uh, made in uh, is totally the way to go. Go to madeincookware.com/jjgo. 
Use promo code JJGO for 15% off your first order. Made in cookware.com slash JJGO. Use promo code JJGO. This week, we are also brought to you by the cereal folks at Magic Spoon. Now, what is Magic Spoon? Magic Spoon is a delicious cereal that reminds you of the tasty cereals of your childhood, but it's much healthier. Zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, only four grams of net carbs. This stuff is made without grains, and it is tasty as heck. I've said it before on the show, and I will say it again right now. My family buys our own Magic Spoon from magicspoon.com. And my wife sometimes forgets to use the promo code JJGo. <laughs> uh, here's, Jesse, you want to know how I like to Magic Spoon? How do you like to Magic Spoon? Here's, here's how Magic Spoon helps me. You, met, you mentioned breakfast, of course. Yes, Magic Spoon, great for breakfast. You can, you, can, you can pour yourself a bowl of any of those great flavors, cocoa, fruity, frosted, peanut butter, blueberry, cinnamon. They're all great. Here's mm-hmm. what I like to do with Magic Spoon. You grind it up. <laughs> yeah, grind it up and <laughs> snort it. <laughs> no, listen, don't snort Magic Spoon. Don't snort Magic Eat Spoon. Eat it with your mouth like I like to do when I get, when the sweet tooth starts making my life miserable. Mm-hmm. You know, you're you're around the house, that sweet tooth kicks in. I got it bad these days, Jesse. I just want ice cream. I just want donuts. Uh, uh, but you, you shouldn't always have those every time you want them. Here's what you do. You get yourself a handful of Magic Spoon. You get some mm-hmm. delicious sweetness. You get some great protein. It uh, it really kicks that sweet tooth to the curb. It's a, it's a really a really nice way to snack. Uh, a nice alternative to to grabbing those uh, you know donuts and cookies that uh, that aren't great for you. Uh, I love Magic Spoon for that. So if you have a, a problem with snacking, if you got a, a sweet tooth that that keeps bugging you, Magic Spoon is great to have around the house. And if this look, we're gonna give you a discount code. But I think I can close the deal with this. My youngest child, four years old, has some articulation issues. And yeah, Frankie calls it Magic Poon. Go to magicspoon.com slash JJGo. Magicspoon.com. Magicspoon. Go to magicspoon.com slash JJGo to grab your delicious cereal and try it today. And be sure to use our promo code JJGo at checkout to save $5 off your order. And Magic Spoon's so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. No other product in the world offers that guarantee. <laughs> Not even Prozac. Go Again, ahead, Jordan. Magicspoon.com slash JJGo. Use the offer code JJGo. You save $5. Thank you, Magic Spoon, for sponsoring this episode. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jessica. <laughs> It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Jason Concepcion, little Gracie BB boy. Yeah, little Gracie BB boy. <laughs> I don't Good. know what that means. I don't know what it is either. Can I tell you something about my little Gracie, my daughter Grace? Uh, sure. I was talking to my wife as we were cleaning the kitchen this evening. And I, I made a joke about... 
I don't even like repeating it on this show. <laughs> it was a really pro forma joke that in context was not rude or, or inappropriate. But I, I made a joke about lady volleyball players in the Olympics being attractive. Okay. And then I said, you know, that's the kind of thing I would never say on Jordan Jesse Go is it would be a sensitive subject for our audience. Yeah. And then I said, we try and focus on things that are sort of universally relatable, like how if a restaurant has a sauce called Wario sauce, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Um, that means it's Wario's. And I did an ejaculation movement because my daughter was in the room, but she was facing away from right. us. So okay. I did a a spurting gesture. Right. And then I said, because of course, sauce is a blank word. Now, Jason, just so you know, sauce is a cum word. Right. Um, everyone knows That's, that. So is, right. Yeah. So sauce, uh, just so I, I want to just be 100% clear about what we're saying. Thanks, Jason. Sauce, sauce is a synonym for ejaculate is this it's a cum word yes wow yeah i don't think that's a universal thing <laughs> i mean this is, knows. No. i mean everybody over about 16 like maybe 14 if you learn about it at summer camp right like oh. um 13 14 i'm i'm, in there. I'm gonna sauce <laughs> yeah sure Right. Oh, this rental car is amazing. I don't have a lease. <laughs> what a great rental car. <laughs> oh, it's like my car, but gray. <laughs> Helping me so, make sauce. So I said, I didn't want to say, look, my kid is nine years old. I'm not going to say come in front of her. No. So wow. I just said blank. Because my dad, of, dad of the year, Jesse Thorne. There you go. <laughs> Thank you. My wife's been around the world. She she knows what what kind of word sauce is. I don't have to spell it out. Right. For she's her. she's yeah. Come on. She went to summer camp. Right. My daughter's kind of half paying attention. She turns around and she says, "What kind of word is what kind of word is sauce?" Mm. And I said, oh, "Don't worry about it." And she yeah. accepted it and she started to walk away. Then she stopped. She turned. She said, "Sauce is a tasty word." I, oh see, I think everyone, we can all agree with that. That's a I a hundred percent agree. Yeah, yeah. From the from the mouths of babes, you know what I mean. Like, who doesn't love a tasty sauce? Let's not no. sit around talking about how it's cum. Yeah. <laughs> well, You're gonna a, ruin sauce I mean, for everybody. <laughs> it is a cum word. I, I it's not ruined. Maybe it's not. I mean, maybe I'm maybe I'm maybe I'm kink shaming, and which is a mistake on my part. So I'm sorry. I think it is. I'll tell you this. I mentioned earlier that I went to Pienberger with our friend Elliot Kalen this past weekend. This guy went to Pienberger. He asked for no Thousand Island on his cheeseburger. What the hell kind of what the hell kind of burger are you buying a time pie? Look, I don't. Everybody knows about Pienberger. Like, what are you doing? Not getting Thousand Island on your Pienberger? Anyway, I and just, it, just for those that don't know about Pienberger, it's a it's a restaurant that sells pies and burgers. <laughs> Uh, it is right there in the name. Thanks, Jason. We've actually never explained that on the show, it. so it's good that someone yeah. finally did. It's important Thank to you. give people context. Yeah, I just wanted to make sure everybody who's not located in the Southern California area they might they might be so just utterly confused. Yeah, not. they might be confused. Yeah, or if they're just not in Pat, like if they're in Glendale, for example, a neighboring town to Pasadena, <laughs> right. like, or if they're in South Pass, <laughs> right. So, uh, so when something momentous happens to you. 
like you get a chance to go to Pie and Burger with the great Elliot Kalen from the Flophouse. Yeah. Give us a call, 206-984-4FUN, or send us a voice memo at jjgo at maximumfun.org for our segment, Momentous Occasions. Here is one such occasion, as relayed, by our ever-capable producer, Brian Sonny D. Fernandez. Hi, Jordan and Jesse and guest, I don't know, Michael Keaton. Anyway, Close. I'm calling in with a momentous occasion. Can you pause I that? Found- one time I was watching Letterman, and Letterman was talking about how Michael Keaton and I think it was Dan Rather like to go fly fishing together mm-hmm. and how Letterman doesn't get invited and he's mad he doesn't get invited. Oh, and Huey Lewis also. Wow. I would take up fly fishing. I would move to Montana and take up fly fishing. Fucking Michael Keaton, Dan Rather and Huey Lewis. Has there ever been a more high quality group of 60 year old white dudes in the history? I of- mean, that is that's amazing. That's one of the most current fly fishing sessions that's ever happened. Oh. So that's four of the biggest names ever. I bet that shit was live as fuck. It just uh, crackling. I bet they caught so many fucking steelhead. Holy shit. <laughs> and you know those dudes tie their own flies. You know they're not oh, just 100%. buying fucking commercial yeah. flies. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Okay. Brian, anyway, go ahead and press play. Yeah. I just found $30 that I lost almost 20 years ago. Um, I guess I, I knew I had $30. It was in my childhood bedroom, and I couldn't find it. And I have looked several times over the last few years, uh, as recently as two years ago. And I just found it in a random book that I've been moving around from place to place for, I don't know, years now. So um, that was fun, and I don't know what to spend it on. So if you have any suggestions, let me know. All right. Anyway, happy anal August. Bye. It is anal August. Thank you for mentioning yeah. that. We've, we're finally passing into anal August right now. Um, and we just want to remind all of our listeners, uh, remember to lube up. And, and more than that, just remember, without a base, without a trace. Um, safety first. So our friend Jimmy Pardo says, 10 and 2, 10 and 2. <laughs> Two hands on the wheel. Um, I mean, I think the obvious answer here is you have to spend it on what you would have spent it on when you lost it. Great call. Oh, I love you, that, Jordan. So, yeah. I mean, so, Damel nitrate poppers. Yeah. Right. <laughs> did we get an age on this, Brian? Did I maybe I missed this. Did they did they say their age? Yeah, I think we can assume thirteen or fourteen. I think that's where thirty dollars really is going to make an impact. That's where you got to save your you hide your thirty thirty dollars in a Sweet Valley High book. $30 really moves the needle at, at like mm-hmm. 12, 13. I remember I saved up $50 when I was about that age, and I, I felt like I felt like Bill Gates shit. just walking around yeah. with this huge wad of money. I, I'll say this. There's two tragedies built into this. One, of course, is that she missed out on the magic of compound interest. <laughs> right. I don't want to lecture anyone, but the, it's not about how much you save. It's about how early you save. Right. Start saving now and benefit from the magic of compound interest. Okay, that's number one. Number two is just the fundamental problem that when you are living in your childhood bedroom, $30 is an infinite amount of money. Mm. And now there's only two possibilities. One is that $30 is an almost inconsequential amount of money. Uh, and one is that you need $30 right now. Both of those suck right. compared to 
when you were completely taken care of and had $30 that you could use to buy Bugs Bunny's Crazy Castle for the Game Boy. Oh, yeah. That's pretty good. I was going to say, yeah, I was going to say go down to the pizza place. You put 30 bucks mm-hmm. in the change machine. You get really good at Mortal Kombat 3. Yeah, yeah really you get really good you find a character and you drill down god there was a place in santa cruz i can't a pizza place in santa cruz where you could get two pizzas and an unlimited soda pitcher uh for like 20 dollars or something i can't remember what it was 20 or 25 dollars god i'd love to just have an unlimited pitcher of root beer right now just chug a lug down the hatch. You know what I mean? Yeah. Fucking great. Dude. Nothing better than being at a pizza place having an unlimited pitcher of root beer. Pizza My Heart. Was it Pizza My Heart? It was not Pizza My Heart. That is the most famous of Santa Cruz pizzerias. It's the mystery spot of Santa Cruz pizzerias. <laughs> known the, known the world over for its, for its t-shirts and bumper stickers. Yeah, Jason, the good pizza place was one you haven't heard of. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. You were probably getting all your pizza at the mystery spot, Jason. Yeah. And and, it's, and it was not good, I'll tell uh, you. Jesse, I think we got a Santa Cruz casual over here. <laughs> yeah. Listen to it. Well, I mean, the thing about the pizza from the mystery spot is you get there and you realize that it's just all the perspectives. Yeah, it's much smaller <laughs> right. than you. That's why the pizza looks so weird. Right. You think that yeah. it's going to be this magical, incredible thing, and yeah. it's just because like the landscape slopes up yeah. strangely sure. toward the horizon, and that's the only reason. Yeah. But they can roll you that RC Cola uphill. <laughs> <laughs> RC Cola is a is that's that a, a classic pizzeria beverage. It sure is. That was at my 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 pizzeria pitcher growing up was at Lamp Post Pizza. Mm-hmm. It was like where all the you know where we it was our post T ball game place. And yeah, that was their that was their their soda that they carried. We would get pitchers of RC. And, you know that was the that was the happiest time of my life playing a little Adam's Family pinball on that Pine Burger trip. Uh, I ordered my son a Coke. Uh, my son, Oscar, likes soda. My my daughter, Gracie, she's always hated soda because of the bubbles. Yep. But Oscar- Wow, Miss Princess over here? Jesus Christ. <laughs> I know, right? And uh, and she hates, this is, a. I mean, the most, the shittiest part, Jason, is she hates having peas under her mattress. Oh, unbelievable. <laughs> uh, here we go again. Hates it. Hates it. Um, but uh, I ordered, I want, it was like a special lunch, you know, it was like me and Oscar and Elliot and, and, and Elliot's two sons. It was like, it was boys day out, you know? And so I was like, I'm going to order, I'm going to order him a Coke. They're at the pie and burger. They mix up the syrup with the soda with a little spoon and they <laughs> give it to you. It's great. It's a whole experience. And so I ordered my son a Coke and I forgot that he has never had caffeine in his life. Oh, my God. (laughs) It was a fucking thrill ride. It was a (laughs) rocket to the moon for this seven year old. The number of business ideas that he had (laughs) immediately. He's like, help me pitch this fucking screen. Dad, what if we move to Bermuda and open a bar? Dad. Bitcoin NASCAR. What? Dad, gotta... What would you? What, if you sold Maximum Fun tomorrow, what do you think you could net? Just like ballpark, Dad. I'm Just not saying do net. it. Not gross. Net. I got a pitch for a movie. It's uncut <laughs> gems, but an ice cream truck. Dad, are you getting this? Get me Brian Grazer. Instead of okay, this let's... is how I win, he says this is how I cream. Yeah. Which, by the way, 
a cum word. No, it's not. No. Yeah, it's not. That's a cum, a cum word. word. It's just a That's word. A cum word. People say. No, it's a cum word. Uh, let's take one more call. Hi, Jordan, Jesse, and guest. This is Daniel outside Denver, Colorado. Um, after two long years, I finally got the P51 that we ordered two years ago. It's where it crashed outside on the beaches of France uh, right after D-Day. And now I get to spend the next five years rebuilding it and then get to go fly. And super excited about it. It's going to be a long and drawn-out process. Thanks. Love you. Can I tell you something? I do have, I also have a B-51. It's a P-51. But I got an Amazon Prime. Two-day shipping, baby. Nice. Two-day shipping. Get you a World War II bomber. So this is a P-51 Mustang fighter plane that crashed on the beaches of France. And that is, and it was, I guess, just there in France. And then he has acquired it now. And it's having yeah. shipped over. He made a deal with Emmanuel Macron. Is that his name? <laughs> Emmanuel Macron. We must get rid of these fighters. Jesus Christ. Where, where did Jason go? How did Emmanuel Macron Hello. get in here? Well, oui, oui, bonjour. Uh, merci. Am I, uh, it's wonderful to be here with you today. Am, uh, I just, am I a uh, thank good you president for, or yes. am I a bad one? It's hard <laughs> Listen, to we, tell. I am pretty handsome when I am in the newspaper, but that is about right. all I know about me. Our number one problem <laughs> that is uh, facing France right now is the absolute uh, wreckage of all these fighter planes that are everywhere <laughs> on the beaches. Uh, and if we could just somehow get rid of those... Uh, that would really help. Thank you so much. By the way, I immigrated to France from Germany. <laughs> <laughs> from the Alsace, for a reason. I actually ordered a uh, B-52. It had it uh, delivered right to my own private Idaho. <laughs> oh, wow. Sure. Sure. Wow. So it's good that I said that. Yeah. <laughs> it is good. Jordan <laughs> punctuated that by taking a big drink from his orange mug. Yeah. Yeah, I won this at Dave and Buster's. That could be, well, you really did. That could be your thing, Jordan. Like, you know how Johnny Carson uh, did that, like, little golf move? Yeah. You know, yeah. after he tells a joke, you could just take a big sip from your Dave and Buster's mug. I could, but How'd I won't. you win that big dick contest? <laughs> yeah, pulled out just enough to win. <laughs> Thanks. Milton, Milton, I did the old Milton Burrow. <laughs> Don't give them all of it. Never yeah, yeah, give just, them the whole just thing. Just enough to win an orange right. mug and three sweet tarts. <laughs> I'll have you know it was a thick Wait. dick contest, Mr. Smart Guy. Okay. It wasn't three. Late. It was with. Three individual sweet tarts? Like, do they have a roll of sweet tarts? No, three rolls, Jesse. <laughs> three rolls. Ugh, somebody's never won a big dick contest at Dave & Buster's. Jesus yeah, Christ. Wow. Just outed yourself. Yeah. Jordan, to be clear, I have won a big dick contest at Dave & Buster's. I have never won a thick dick contest okay. at Dave & Buster's. <laughs> well, so then you I've got know. one of those long, skinny pencil dicks. Sure. And so, you know, I win the one, but I, I don't even bother entering the other. Yeah. Well, we've had a lot of fun. <laughs> Speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Working together these past 20 years. 
<laughs> and here we are, crashed on the beaches of Normandy. <laughs> <laughs> sure. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. Prepare yourself for the greatest pro wrestling podcast spectacular known as Tights and Fights. A backdropping audio showcase that helps you understand the world of pro wrestling with a lot of love and no toxic masculinity. Featuring host Danielle Radford. Time to kick butt and chew gum, and I'm all out of butts. Lindsay Cow. I'm a brutal Brit, and my fists were made to punch and hit. And Hal Loblin. I was doing the voiceover this whole time. Hear us talk about pro wrestling's greatest triumphs and failures. And make fun of its weekly absurdities. On the Perfect Wrestling Podcast. Tights and Fights. Every Saturday, Saturday, Saturday on Maximum Fun. Video games. Video games. Video games. You like them? Maybe you wish you had more time for them. Maybe you want to know the best ones to play. Maybe you want to know what happens to Mario when he dies. <laughs> In that case, you should check out Triple Click. It's a podcast about video games. A podcast about video games? But I don't have time for that. Sure you do. Once a week, Kickback as three video game experts give you everything from critical takes on the hottest new releases to scoops, interviews, and explanations about how video games work to fascinating and sometimes weird stories about the games we love. Triple Click is hosted by me, Kirk Hamilton. Me, Jason Schreier. And me, Maddie Myers. You can find Triple Click wherever you get your podcasts and listen at MaximumFun.org. Bye! It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Jason Concepcion, star of stage and screen. He is. There's no doubt about it. This man's got a fucking Emmy Award. Yeah. This guy's got an interactive sports Emmy. And a sword. That's right. You know who won the first interactive sports Emmy? Bill Veck when he had... We had Browns fans vote on managerial decisions. That's who won the first interactive sports Emmy. All right, cool it, Jesse. You're getting you're a little heated over there. Yeah. Cool down. Take a take a lap. Oh God, I God, I wish the fucking ice cream truck was here right now. I could go for a bomb pop. Jesus Christ, I want a bomb pop. I mean, he wants to sell it to you. Believe me, that guy is like on the edge. Jason, is that sword the only replica weapon that you own? Um, no, I have the, um, the cat's ball blade that Arya... Love you. Spoiler for anybody who hasn't seen the final season of Game of Thrones. Sorry about that. Well, you said that, you said that after you gave the spoiler. I know, so. because it, as it tumbled out of my mouth, I heard it, and then I realized I've just, I've just spoiled the final season of Game of Thrones for unborn millions to come who will... Uh, yeah. uh, undoubtedly find this podcast in the wreckage of humanity as the millennia march on and they will listen to it and they will say god damn it yeah i just don't just please don't spoil fraser <laughs> same ending eddie's love you <laughs> oh i have a i have a real quick sword question sure. for you jason can i ask you a real quick sword yeah. question sure you ever, you ever cut anything with those bad boys? You ever give uh, something a, a chop? No, never. It's a little scary, honestly. Uh, my my co-host at Binge Mode, uh, Mallory Rubin, there's a picture out there on the internet somewhere. She legitimately almost cut my throat with the with the cat's ball blade. 
uh, just by accident messing around Whoa. as we were just like, uh, you know, doing some uh, video stuff for, for YouTube at TheRinger.com. Um, and by the way, just so you know, Frazier never actually finds out what to do with those tossed salad and scrambled eggs. It never, it kind of never yeah. resolves. Yeah, it's spoiler. one of the. It's spoiler. it's one of the. It's not a spoiler because nothing. You never find that out. It's kind yeah. of like lost, where you you never get the numbers. You never find out what the numbers mean. Yeah. It just kind of goes on like that. Yeah, they wrap it up in some canonical comics that they released afterwards. Yeah, but like that's cheating, though, right? That's cheating. If five years later, like Boom Comics releases a, a you know a Fraser comic that tells you what happened, I don't know if that. I guess canonically you could say because the owners of the IP say this is what happened, but it's it's not satisfying. Jason, right. it's real to me, okay? It's real to me. Anyway, uh, the the Fraser spoiler. Sorry, Gen Z. So, <laughs> Niles isn't gay, but David Hyde Pierce is. That's the spoiler there. Somebody's read the canonical <laughs> comics. <laughs> From the good folks at Boom Boom Studios. That's a good poll, Jason, by the way. That's exactly who would publish those. Yeah, 100%. Boom. It would be cool. Or Top Cow. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You're right. (laughs) Dynamite, maybe. Dynamite Comics. Yeah, I don't know. Dark Horse, is that something? They they might do it. Dark Horse might do it. Thanks, Jordan. They would take it in a gritty direction, maybe, if they did it. It would be be Frasier versus Predator. (laughs) (laughs) Just like, which, now that I say it, not a terrible idea. I I said it as a joke. I kind of like it now. You know, now that you're a now that you're a best-selling comics author, take that pitch out. You know what I mean? I think you get all you got all you got to do is license the IP. I say do that out of your pocket and then yeah. bring it as a complete package to the right. to the comic book publishers cuz that's where the money I sh- is. So I just got to find books. out who, who owns Fraser and who owns Predator. <laughs> yeah. You know, I got to say uh I listen to the podcast pretty regularly. Yeah, this is the most, this is the most financial advice you've ever given, Jesse. I mean, so far we've learned about compound mm-hmm. interest. Now we mm-hmm. discover what how Jordan should uh, go out with his comics IP right. and how maybe mm-hmm. he can like, you know, mm-hmm. kind of like fold that up into into movies and film and and different things. Maybe a companion pod right here yeah. on the network. I don't mm-hmm. know. I mean, That's this just, is. But, you know, that's just soft pitch on that one. But it's it's I've learned a lot. Yeah. Today. Well, this is I mean, I consider this ultimately I'm in the industry. You know, George, certainly has Jordan written for television shows. Yes. Has he appeared on screen uh, as an action sports journalist? Yes, certainly. Uh, did Tyrese once say hello to him in public? Uh, yes, of course. Uh, called him my man, I believe. Yeah. Looking good, my man. So. Yeah. Um, Damn. Uh, all of these things are true. Is is Jordan uh, is Jordan a, a published comics author uh, with the new book Bubble in stores now? Yeah, sure. Uh, is is he working on a, a, a film project? Yes, of, of course he is. All these things are true. But ultimately, I'm the entertainment in, insider uh, because right. not only do I have a podcast, uh, but I appeared in. History Channel's Christmas Through the Decades, which Jordan did not. That's right. So I think I'm pretty well qualified to offer entertainment business advice to Jordan. And if I may, you had the question, you have to find out who owns Frasier and who owns Predator. And that's true because you're going to have to license those properties. 
Um, here's right. something interesting that I know. Frazier owns Predator. Oh, well, this is like I cut the amount of phone calls I have to make in half. <laughs> so that's good. So that's something. Jason Concepcion. Yes. Podcasting celebrity. Uh, Emmy wow. Award winner. Um, all caps NBA on YouTube. Uh, Take Line podcast with the Renee Montgomery. WNBA yes. legend Renee Montgomery. Mm-hmm. Um uh, of course, he's got the two Game of Thrones swords, so that's great for him as well. Right. One is technically a dagger; the other one is a sword. But yes, did uh, you make yes. what? Two. What kind of mount? It's an important did you, clarification. Uh, what kind of mount you make for that dagger? You use self-tapping drywall screws. The dagger comes on a plaque with its own uh, its own plaque, right? Uh, and so then I just had to mount that, but I haven't mounted it. I have it in storage right now. The plaque says Jason Kidd's Epsion, Team Spirit. I, <laughs> so this one is actually like a very, it's like, you know, like plastic. Mm-hmm. The uh, the Aria cat's ball blade is is metal. Like you can you can commit murders like the one that Jordan intends to commit against you, Jesse, mm-hmm. uh, before burying you in a, in a shallow unmarked grave. I would grave, never. I would never. Topped with his feces. I would never. I would only murder the part of myself that I hate the most. Yeah, that's your uh, your incremental incrementalism. And that's the one. <laughs> you know, incrementalism isn't all bad, Jason. Think about the magic of compound interest. That's true. I, I've I've there's very little that I've been able to think about ever since you mentioned compound interest yeah. some minutes ago. It's you can't get that interest if you stick your check in a super fudge. Yeah. Right. Here's the thing about compound interest, right? There's regular interest and you're getting that interest. Yeah. Right. But with the compound right. interest, yep. it's compounded. Right. Exactly. Thank you, Jason. Uh, you know who knows and that's this? the whole thing. You know who knows this? Who's Frazier. That? That's why I bought Predator. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Brian Sunny D. Fernandez is our producer on the program. Our theme music is Love You by The Free Design, courtesy of The Free Design and Light in the Attic Records. Uh, Valerie Moffat uh, curating the live stream all the way over there on Facebook.com. Uh, Jason Concepcion, it's been a joy having you on the program. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Uh, we'll see everybody on Twitter at Jordan underscore Morris at Jesse Thorne on Reddit, maximumfun.reddit.com. We will see everyone on Facebook at facebook.com slash Jordan Jesse Go. Uh, and of course, you can catch our Quibi show on the Roku channel. <laughs> so go ahead and find our Quibi show. On the Roku channel. You can find that online at altavista.com. Uh, we'll talk to you next time on Jordan Jesse Go. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned, audience supported.